Yes, indeed. Oh, yeah. What is up, everybody? Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're here. Yeah, that's, what, that's what's up. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you for uh, coming today. And um, Yeah. Yeah, what's up? Welcome. Uh, welcome to the Drum Brigade podcast. Episode 105. Yes. Dang, yes. 105. Thank you. Yeah. 105. Staying alive. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man, we're back and um, we're better than ever. It's Corey Kingston here. And that is over there in his world. Still on Zoom. Funkiest of the funky. Funky Phil Pardell. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Just rocking that drum brigade baseball team. I haven't, I haven't had this one on in a minute. I, I know. I shirt. never wear that one. I always forget that I have those. I feel like I always save it like I'm for a special, you know, like in my mind, it's still, I put it aside for special things where I want to wear that <laughs> cool, that extra cool one. Yeah. And, um, Especially for when you're playing baseball. Yeah. And then um, before I know it, you know, a year goes by and nothing special happened. It's exactly. <laughs> I have like five drum brigade shirts that I wear. And then I have like 15 other or 10 others that are just in my drawer that I'm like, oh, yeah, I do have a gray one. Oh, yeah, I do have like this one that was like the first one that ever came out. And now it looks like one of those like 80s rock and roll T-shirts. Oh, I've got a couple I never of wear. Yeah, I didn't wear a lot of them, though, because I was super fat. Like at the beginning of this whole COVID thing, like a year ago, I was just like, eh, I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I just was like, beach body, who goes to the beach, you know? But now I'm super, super swole, Phil. Yeah, you're like Sergio over there. Like <laughs> so buff, so jacked. Dude, I am so, um, like, I don't even know what the word I'm trying to find is, but I'm just ripped. Yeah, you're swole. <laughs> swole? Is that? No. Swole is um, like buff. Lean, dude. I'm just. Le- I'm not lean, actually. I'm. I'm still a little soft, but you know, I do my push-ups. I did my push-ups at the beach this morning. Dang, at the beach. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. So you're like one yeah, of those yeah. muscle guys that works out at Venice Beach now. Yeah, yeah. With like the string, like the the bad boy club string, um, like tank top on and, and get, bike shorts, and you have like tattoos and stuff, right? Yeah, like why am I eighties like buff guy, like, bad boy <laughs> club, like bike shorts and like Reebok pumps on? It's just where my head went. <laughs> like leg warmer socks and Reebok pumps, and I'm just like, like a neon green yeah. tank. Yeah, it's it's string though. It's like I cut I cut a tank top down. Yeah, to like, enforce my muscles. It's like underwear. It's like hardly any hardly covers you. <laughs> Dude, me in that outfit would be hilarious, dude. Um, next Nam anyways, show, right? What? What's that? That's what you're cruising in. That's a next Nam show in, right? <laughs> Romeo style when he works out on the beach, dude. Romeo's pretty yeah. swole too. Yeah, yeah. He can be. He get. He gets. He flood. He like. He he. Uh, what's man? I can't think, dude. He he wavers. He goes like he gets a little big sometimes, and then he gets he thins out. Like normally when he goes to prison, he gets like swole again. Yeah, he, he comes out and starts eating pizza, <laughs> enjoying his freedoms. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um. Anyways, um. Hope everybody's doing good out there. Thank you for listening to the Drum Brigade podcast. Um, we have a bunch of things um going on, um. 
you know, lessons and merch and dude, we're, we've been doing pretty good on merch, but now it's back to a lull. So we need, um, we need, uh, we need people to pipe in again, you know, check it out. We have a lot of cool stuff up there. And, um, you know, the bait, the, the foundation, the core value of drum brigade is acceptance and belonging camaraderie over competition. We, um, we believe in all that. That's what we are, um, like promoting and starting the new movement in the drum community. And so, um, we feel that like if you ever feel inferior or intimidated behind your drums, then you're hanging out with the wrong people. But if you hang out with the brigade, you're never going to feel like that. So from time to time, we time to time, we feel like that as musicians, but we, we feel that that's our mantra because we feel that you should never feel intimidated or inferior behind your drums or doing something that you love. So with that being said, one way that you can represent acceptance is by rocking some drum brigade merch. So it shows that you belong to something cool. You belong to the new, um, you belong and you're accepted to the new movement in the drum community. Um, so check it out. Merch, our merch store at drumbrigade.com. There's also another thing that we're doing called chops and coffee. It's at seven in the morning, uh, Pacific time. And, um, all are welcome. Um, all skill levels are welcome and it's just a drum warm up hangout. It's a really cool community within our community. And, um, so all are welcome. You want to join that. You also get a discount on merch for that as well. If you join. So, uh, all right. So, um, yeah, let's get into it. Funky Phil. Yeah. Mm. Coffee's good. Phil, I haven't been drinking for six months now. Over. I haven't had a drink in six months. <laughs> yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank you. I'm proud yeah, of you. <laughs> now I see what you mean. I like I don't like uh, look, I don't have a problem. I'm not like saying that I'm I'm sober and I'm getting my bronze coin or whatever. Like it's not like that. But um I just it was it wasn't controlling me, but it was like every opportunity. I'm hanging out with friends, I'm hanging out at home, I'm streaming live. Hold on, I gotta go to the store and get a twelve, you know? Or get some tall cans. Uh and dude, like I don't miss beer or alcohol at all. At all. Yeah. So it's rad, right? It is. Um, I don't know if it's a forever thing for me, but it is for the time being. Um, I mean, I just like, I don't see the need. I don't want it. I don't even like when those feelings of like, oh man, yeah, that like I was, I was having a conversation about beer with um, a dude last night that's from Chicago. And he's like, what's the, like, here's the kind of beer I like. What's the cool breweries out here? And I'm like, oh yeah, this one's cool here in Vista. And I started getting those, like my brain thinking about those, the tastes. And I was like, oh man. I remember when that, that tasted, tastes really good, you know, but I'm like, no, nah, I'm still good though. So yeah, that's some, awesome, some life changing things, man. I had ice cream for the first time last night in six months. It was vegan ice cream, but it was still, dang, man, it almost blew my doors off how good it was. That's awesome. <laughs> it's because really, dude, oh yeah, you stopped eating sugar, right? Yeah, I stopped eating sugar, and then I've pretty much calmed that down. I stopped eating sugar, stopped eating gluten, cut like completely. And it's not because I'm trying to be some hipster hippie guy that's like, no, gluten's bad. 
I had a condition in my stomach that needed to be fixed. So I am eating burrito. Oh my gosh, Phil, I had a burrito over the, like I had a real burrito that I didn't make. Oh. I had a chili relleno burrito over the weekend. Oh my. <gasps> oh, Phil. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that might've been better than the ice cream. <laughs> oh. I believe that. Hey, I love burrito. I, I eat burritos <laughs> almost every day. Dude. Mm-hmm. So this is the thing that I didn't get that I got wrong um, is I didn't realize that like I thought I was eating healthy before, but I was eating like like I would eat like almond butter toast with bananas on it. Like and I would have two giant almond butter pieces of toast every day. I'd have peanut butter toast every day. And then then for lunch, I would have like a giant quesadilla or two cases of cases of Diaz. <laughs> and then I would have like a burrito for breakfast for dinner or I'd have like spaghetti. So I was like, and then I would eat like snacks, like, but I wouldn't just eat like a, an orange. Like I would eat like cookies or something be like, it's fine, you know? Mm-hmm. And I would, and then I would drink beer like at seven o'clock. I'm like, Oh, pff, you know what time it is, you know? And mm-hmm. like every day, and so, dude, I was gaining weight. Like, I've probably lost like 40 or 50 pounds. Nice. And like, so I realized, dude, you can't eat sugar like that. Like, you can't eat bread like that. You can't drink beer like that. You're going to, no matter how many miles of bike riding you do, you're going to gain weight. So, dude, I cut, cut out sugar and bread and beer and like alcohol. I went hard for like four months. No, like, yeah, like four months. Mm-hmm. Hard. No gluten, no, like no sugar, not even things that turn to sugar. Like I haven't had a banana in months and dude, it's working. It fixed my stomach problems. That's great, man. Yeah. And you're super buff now. I'm super swole, dude. You got to go buy some new shirts. You're like about to rip that one (laughs) in half like the Hulk. (laughs) (laughs) Now I I started wearing um, extra large shirts. So, um, okay. Hold on a second, Phil. Yo, Funky Phil. Yo, Corey. We have some great listeners, don't we? Yeah. You know how they can be even more like dope than they already are? Keep listening. Definitely true. What else? Tell all your friends. Also very true. What else? Join the Patreon. All good things. But you know, the biggest thing that they can do is go to drumbrigade.com and check out the merch store. Yes. We have so much like dope swag up there. We got men's shirts, sweatshirts, we got women's shirts, we got kids' shirts. Yes, onesies. We got socks, mugs, phone cases, stickers. We've got it all. All in different sizes, all in different colors, just for you. So if you want to show the world that you are a drummer with style and you're part of the Brotherhood of Drums, go to drumbrigade.com, visit our merch store. Oh, yeah. Please welcome to the show, Kevin Aguchi. Kevin, welcome back. Our 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 pulse on the street. He's back. <laughs> you guys hear me? Yeah. Cool. Um, what's good? What's up? What's good? I was just gonna ask Phil how he's doing. Um, how's your week going from last week, Funky Phil? I just started talking about my diet and that how I don't like drink alcohol anymore, and it's kind of been a good move for me. So. Um, what about you, Funky Phil? How is how is you doing? I'm doing well, man. Life is good. 
Wait, should I do the thing? Is that the... Shoot, which one is it? What do you mean, should you do the thing? That's what you do. We are punk rock as it gets. What the? <laughs> Sorry, I just. That's not what's there. supposed to happen. There it is. There you go. Life's good. I I've been. Uh, I can't remember if I told you I got a new coffee machine. You didn't tell me. And I've been enjoying the coffee immensely. What else happened this last week? I've been recording drums a lot, just practicing my techniques, trying to get get down with different overhead placements and whatnot. Microphones. Taxes. Oh, boy. We just crushed taxes over the last <laughs> day. We did it yesterday, yeah. Yeah, did some taxes. It's looking okay. It's pretty weird how hard I was working just to keep working. <laughs> like... All the driving, all the rehearsals, all the, and then like putting the kids in daycare, you know, paying for daycare, all these expenses just so it can be out there working. And it, it's really weird how at the end of the day, I wasn't pulling in that much more. <laughs> you know? Yeah. There's also just weird looking at the whole week, I mean, the whole year of like the first couple months of gigs you know and then all of a sudden just like now it's just like lessons every week for the entire (laughs) like i had my i had to like you know keep track of my 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 expenses my mileage for the first three months of the year you know and then it just vanished it was like (laughs) yeah yeah it's just it's funny i don't know i still have all my gigs on my calendar so i can like prove if I need to, I mean, I guess it's last year's stuff, so it's like it is what it is. But that's uh, man, that was quite a quite a um montage. Oh, and I planted lettuce yesterday. <laughs> wow, some lettuce, yeah. <laughs> Life's well, good. very very nice, Phil. Very nice. It's funny <laughs> that you say that. Like, you know, for me, I still haven't plateaued on or like leveled off where like I'm making what I was making. I have oh I haven't either, but it's, it's just, still you have a lot less expenses, right? Yeah, it's just alarming when like I don't know. I mean, I know it's it's definitely different when you have kids and stuff. Like it's a whole different, you know, world of expenses in your yeah. family life. But um, and yeah, you know, balancing the schedule and having you know who's watching the kids when and who can work when that all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well. Man, working yeah. has to work, you know. <laughs> the Gooch, how are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. You went on a backpacking trip? Yeah, yeah. Last Dang. week, um, I did. I went on my first overnight backpacking trip. It was that was your awesome. first time, really? Well, it was my first time, like with packing everything, hiking, and staying the night. You know, like yeah. I finally have like a you know like a a sleeping bag and a compression bag and like a one man tent. I can carry it all on my back. Um, it was cool. Uh, I thought when I agreed to go on it, we were going to do like a three mile in three mile out type of deal. It ended up being six miles in six miles oh. out. 
Nice. Um, so it was a bit, it was a bit more, but it was so awesome. We hiked to these, um, these like hot springs. Oh, nice. Called Deep Creek. It was sick, dude. And then, yeah, we like stayed the night. It was, uh, it was pretty awesome. I want to do that. So that, cause I've, I've never done backpacking. I've always wanted to. And, um, that's something I would like to like break it in with, you know, like six miles I can do. Yeah. Hang out, do your thing. Hot Springs, six miles out. You're good. That's awesome. Yeah, it was great. It was great. It's like the, the main thing, the hard part about getting into like that type of backpacking is you need the gear. Like you need like yeah. a, a single man tent that's light and the, the lighter and like more compact it is, the more expensive it is. So it's like, right. it's just like anything. It's like, you know, like when you want to like say you want to play drums and all of a sudden you have to buy all this stuff to play drums and then you want to record drums. So you have to get all this stuff to get recorded. It's the same thing. You have to do it in small pieces. So right, right. Um, I finally got to that point. I was like, Oh, I could do this. You know, like I That's have cool. the stuff I have <laughs> everything I need. I, um, I picture you being like one of those ultra light dudes. That's just like super minimal. And like you have the lightest gear. Like you look like you would be like a YouTuber through hiker that just has the lightest stuff you know it's all pretty those, light. you, you, you wear those like kona shoes those like kona hiking shoes you know the, you're that guy you know i have some trail runners but yeah i my bag too i don't even have like a i don't i haven't gotten a pack yet that's the next thing i need to get like the big backpack uh-huh. but i like i figured out a way to do it with my north face backpack where it was all tight and cool it was fine um but yeah i i don't like to bring more than i need to like um, yeah, I, that's that's part of the fun and the challenge is being able to like prepare like and only bring what you need. And yeah, then, man, that's that sounds so awesome. Like that is something that I was. OK, so maybe maybe a year and a half ago or maybe two years ago, I was like going in on like, OK, like we we're trying to build like bug out bags and stuff, too. But like um but then I was like, I want to have like a backpacking bag and I want to do like a backpacking trip. And so, dude, I was, I mean, I was, I've watched so many YouTube videos on like, like vloggers doing like the, the Pacific Crest Trail or like the, um, what's the one on the, that, uh, goes all the way up to Maine. Um, the, uh, the Continental Divide. No, I don't know. No, that, um, I think the Continental Divide is like a, a motorcycle or mountain bike trail, isn't it? Uh, it's I like know the, you can hike. I know you can hike that one too. A lot of people do the PCT because yeah, it goes from Canada to Mexico, right? Yeah. Uh, we that, the hike we did was six miles on the PCT. Oh, cool. Yeah. There's one the 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 most famous um through hike is like it's like two thousand something miles and at the uh, Appalachian at, Trail. Appalachian Trail. Yeah. Oh, the Appalachian Trail. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. So many cool videos, but like, you know what gets me though? What I'm like. Yeah, I don't know if it's for me. Is um like I can get past the hiking thing, like I have an injury, but pooping in the woods, I'm like, I don't know if I can I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's for me, dude. <laughs> I mean, I'm fine with that, but to be honest, I didn't I didn't have to I didn't go until I got home. <laughs> How long I mean, were like, you there? What? How long were you there? Uh like just, you know, hiked in the day and then stayed the night and then hiked out, you know? The I, next day i couldn't do that i go like three times a day no but to be honest though you're just like you're you're like burning all your calories as you're hiking you know what i mean and yeah. like by the time you get in there you're just like you're so hungry you just want to eat and then you're cold so you like you just want to hang by the fire and then pass out 
And right. then the next morning we went in the Springs and then we hiked out. And by the time I like hiked out, I was like, I'm like hungry, you know? Like, yeah, that sounds yeah. rad. I saw your pictures, Dude. pictures of you at a hot spring and I was like, super jealous. <laughs> I've never been in a hot spring. <laughs> I Dude, haven't it's either. So it's like a hot, it's nature's like, hot tub, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like 90 degrees in the water, dude. And it's like, Dang. it's so insane. You're like in this freezing cold and then you get in and you're just like, oh man, <laughs> blood, everything melts away. It's not. So some of them get really like boiling hot, right? Like you can't go in those. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. But some like the different ones had different like levels of, of heat. Like the ones closest to where it was coming out of were like really hot. Oh, Even like where you walk through it, you're like, it's like kind of burns your feet. But um, yeah. Yeah, and it's crazy, and then, like, the creek and, the like, the river down there, and then that water's, like, ice cold. Oh, really? So people go back and forth. Oh, that's dope, man. Yeah. yeah. Dude, last time, um, so we went on, um, I'm probably going to go hiking on Thursday, but um, there's uh, the, I'm thinking about it, I, I don't know. But um, anyways, we went to Lake Tahoe, like, not too long ago, and we did this, this, um, this trail that goes along the lake. It's beautiful 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 hike but dude we kept going and it ended up like i kept thinking that we had to get to this one point and it just kept going we ended up hiking six miles in and six miles out in one day yeah 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 like i mean it's it's doable you know like that was that was the farthest hike i've ever done 12 miles in a day with an ankle like i have 12 screws in my heel dude and like it's like that was rough dude my i was limping like really hard at the end, like I couldn't, I was like kind of hopping when, once I took my shoes off and put my sandals on, like my wife wanted to go down to the water and, um, and like, I was like, I had to like hop. It was that, that's how painful it was. But like three quarters of the way I was getting to where my ankle was really swollen and it was really getting painful. And then we took a break and ate lunch and I put my feet in the water. Like I put my bad foot in the <coughs> water and the water was freezing cold. Dude, it was wonderful. It was yeah. like a game changer. And then yeah. I put my socks and my boot on again and then started hiking. And that's the other thing because of my injury, I have to wear hiking boots. I can't wear, I can't wear like, I could wear trainer or like, um, like trail runners, but boots are, boots are the way they have to. Yeah. I need yeah. the support. Boots are cool. Then you can like walk through water too. And you're like, fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, but yeah, dude, it was awesome too. You know, like your phone is off for like two days. Yeah. It's like immediately back into it. Like as soon as I got reception in, I was like, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> then it's me. Hey, do you want to come on the show? Hey man, I need your help. Uh, like, <laughs> but like, you know, just like immediately, like, I'm like, oh man, like I wasn't ready for this, you know? Like, yeah. It's cool. That's another reason why I want to get into So I got into like, I got the idea of like, okay, I want to do like maybe a short through hike. Maybe like I want to do like a week of like, you know, however many, maybe like I, I, you can't, I can't, I couldn't do like a hundred miles in a week, but I was thinking about like the grand Canyon. You can do like a, a through hike where you're like, I think you hike from one side to the other. And, um, there's a couple, there's a, there like, there's a couple, like, I don't really like intense. Like I don't like rock climbing or anything like that. I don't have any experience in that. And I, it's too, like I did a La Jolla hike that was like, that ends up at black's beach. And you had to like scale this little cliff. And there's like, dude, even if you fell down and slid into the bushes, you're not going to get, you're going to get scraped up, but you're not going to get hurt. That's and the I was like, yeah. And I yeah, was like, fun. like when you have to go across the, the little creek, like creek, and then like you're scaling that wall. I was like yeah. panicking. I was <laughs> like, far, 
Yeah, You're it's like, not that oh. far, but dude, for me, like, I'm like, I'm not that experienced. I was like, my wife's like, babe, just go. And I'm like, hold on. Is anybody coming? Is anybody? I'm like, I'm like so scared. But, um, what's funny about that trail is you, you're like that. And then all of a sudden some dude's carrying a surfboard, no shoes on and he's like walk by you and you're like, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> I'm fully like, in right. boots. I'm like in boots and like, I'm like, like, like hiking pants, you know? And the dude, yeah. Boot, dude in board shorts just walks by carrying a surfboard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, all right. It's not that bad. He's like, dude, I'm like literally holding on to the roots that are coming out, you know, of the plants. Like I'm, I'm, and I'm like shaking. Like I'm, I'm terrified. I'm terrified. <laughs> you got like a pickaxe. You're like, yeah, totally. he's like trying to belay. Like, <laughs> you got your rope. and I'm, I'm like, why hasn't anybody just come here with a shovel oh, and just like frozen. dug this out? Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, um, but yeah, so I started thinking about that. Like I want to do like a cool, like maybe like the PCT trail to like where it, like where, like where you're, um, you know, like start at the border and then hike all the way to like, maybe like, um, I don't know, in a, in like five days and then get picked up and then go. And, um, but I still haven't, you know, then I, then it's like, you have to start getting into the gear and what food you're bringing and all that jazz. And like, so then, then I started getting into adventure motorcycles and I was like, dude, I want to get an adventure bike and do these, like do that that trail that you can do in Colorado. That's beautiful, man. There's like all kinds of stuff like that. And then I, then I'm like, all right, forget it. I just want to do like van life and just get a van and deck it out and drive and use it as a backstage when I play gigs. And <laughs> so I don't know what I want to do, but my, eventual, adventures. My, eventual goal, my eventual goal is I want to get some saddlebags and I want to be able to like, just put it all on my bike and then just bike Dude. and then camp. Oh, that's, that's what got me into cycling too, is yeah. I wanted to do, I wanted to ride from, um, I wanted to ride, uh, like from Big Sur home. Yeah. It's yeah. a beautiful ride, man. And, um, yeah. it, it's very doable. People do that all the time. That's like uh, riding the one, right? Yeah. 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 And so, but I never, I never really did. I've never even done a century ride. which was like a hundred miles. I've like, I've never, I think the most I've done is probably like 70 and, um, that wasn't with any bags or anything. It was just like a day ride, you know, but, um, I've, I've always wanted to, man. I've never, I just never have, like, I've always wanted to carry all my gear and there's an awesome, um, documentary called, um, the man who cycled the world and the man who cycled the Americas. And it's this dude, Mark Beaumont that, um, he broke the record. This was, this was like in 2008 or something. And um, he broke the record of tra- riding around the world. It's insane. He starts in France, I think, and then you see him riding all the way through, like through, um, I, like he ends up riding through the Middle East, and he's like in Iraq and Iran, and then, and then he he just yeah he rides all the way across Australia. He rides all the way like in through India, like through America. Like it's so dope, dude a floater bike in the water like no he has to like so he'll he has it all mapped out where he rides across the continent and then he gets on a boat and then then he starts again and rides through it but he's doing 200 miles a day dang yeah and then from um, the america's one he rides from art from alaska he 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 um he climbs some mountain the whatever the peak is there and then he rides all the way down to argentina and then climbs another peak 
and like it's insane dude that's rad my that was like good i watched i watched a dude ride his bike up texas street the other day and i was just like nah (laughs) (laughs) dude he's at the bottom just like oh gosh barely moving he's like yeah (laughs) dude those that there's a thing a race across america that that that's like that's an interesting there's a radio lab podcast about that that's the race across america and it's like it's about how people push their bodies as far as you can go and these dudes they start right here in oceanside at the pier and they mm-hmm. ride all the way i forget where they ride to but they ride all the way to the east coast and they try like the first couple days like they'll ride like four or five days without even resting They'll just keep riding three. Maybe it's like two two to three days straight. And they, I mean, they'll put in like 400 miles, you know, before they even take a nap and, uh, and they get to where they're so fatigued that they can't keep their head up like while they're riding. So they build these like contraptions where they have like pipe and stuff. So it's like holding their head up so they can just keep pedaling. Is that this like sleep on a bike? That's Yeah. There's literally guys like falling over and like, you know, and like get, they're so tired that they like are literally falling asleep on a bike. You that know? sounds and, um, just dangerous. That's crazy. Well, when you're yeah. cycling too, like they're riding real like road bikes. And sometimes they have like the things where you, you can lean on your elbows, but the back, your back of your neck and like between your shoulder blades is it gets even like, if you ride like 20 miles, that's the part that gets really sore. Why don't they use those, um, those trikes with the seat where you can just sit down <laughs> it's not aerodynamic they're trying to win a race oh it's a race they're not aerodynamic yeah. uh, the race across america yeah so yeah you, but i uh, bet you could go longer if you're like nice and comfy just chilling like we should do there. it you could do teams like us three we should just do it i gotta you get have a to, bike again dude i forgot to, to mention is felix's birthday last week and uh nice i got he got a he got a bike for his birthday so oh yay. nice now yay. i need to get one because i got rid of i used to have a um surly single speed like mm. road bike the, from back when i was in philly i used to you know philly's mostly flat so it was awesome yeah. for there but that's cool it sucks for fallbrook oh man <laughs> so yeah but he's it. just gonna be riding around the driveway and stuff right yeah, I mean, I was talking about my old bike, but yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's got, yeah, he's just going to, I mean, I figured I could upgrade his bike with like one of those internal multi-speed hubs if uh, if he ever gets to the point where he wants to go cruise around the hills. So you got like a legit bike. You didn't get like a like a Walmart Batman bike. No, I got him um, a Schwinn. Oh, nice. Like a eight, cool. It's got 18-inch tires. It's, it's good for him. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, dude, we can, this has turned into the like outdoors adventure podcast, but like (laughs) this is a lot of, a lot of drummers cycle like ride bikes, man. Like a lot of dudes, like, I don't know if you guys know Oliver Charles, but he, he plays with, um, Ben Harper. Mm. He's a big cyclist dude. And then, um, somebody else was, Oh, uh, uh, Oh man. The, the dude that plays with seal, um, and he, he plays with Mariachi El Bronx. Baby! Oh. <laughs> I can't remember. He was on our show, man. I can't remember. Jared, Jared, Jared Shavelson is a huge cyclist, man. I think he actually works at a bike shop. How can yeah. I forget him? He's dope, dude. 
anyways, um, dude, so what's the word on the street, Kevin? Um, well, okay. So first off, like, or if we want to talk about like what's hot on the internet, have you guys seen that, uh, Silk Sonic? No. Oh, what? You haven't seen the Anderson Pock and Bruno Mars collab? Oh, you, you sent that to me and I didn't, I, I was like, oh, I got to watch that. No, no, no. That's something else. But, oh. So literally on Friday, they dropped the video in the single. Like in one day, it got like 10 million views. It's like, Dude. so, so Anderson Pock is singing and playing drums and, um, Bruno's like playing keys and singing. And it's, it's probably the smoothest thing I've heard. And <laughs> it's, it's really good. That's um, dope. Everything that Anderson Pock does is just amazing. Like yeah. I'm a super fan. So the other thing that happened a couple of weeks ago is he streamed and did a concert with the free nationals and it was like on his birthday. So that's what I sent you. And that oh. is unbelievable. It's fire dude. Cause dude, like you, so he's, I've always been really into him. Like when I, even when he was breezy Lovejoy, I was like, dude, this guy is so sick, but from touring and doing and all everything he's doing, he's just become so much better at everything. Like he's a right. amazing drummer, but he's gotten better at drums. Yeah. Uh, the way they program their set and like the way the band is, they're so tight. And he's such an amazing frontman. His style is insane. Like everything about him, he's like he's just killing it. I'm full, just like, he's the God. full package. Yeah. He's the full package. So then, I got into like this whole mindset uh, of like, dude, like Lewis Cole is another drummer, singer, leader of a band. Like we watched his like um, his big band live thing on on YouTube. Oh yeah, and he's amazing at it in a holy in a completely different direction, right? But then I started thinking, dude. If Anderson Pac and Lewis Cole collab together, <gasps> dude, it would be so cool, man. Like Lewis Cole playing synth bass and like <laughs> Anderson playing drums and rapping. It would be so dope. How but, does that not happen? You know, they know, like those guys all know each other. Yeah, they definitely know each other. So, but it's like at this point, it's like, man, it is really, those two are really like blazing the trail as a drummer leading a band. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Which is it's, so cool to see. I don't. I can't do that because I'm not as talented as they are. But yeah. it like makes me so happy. You know what I mean? Like, and it's like not just like people who are singers or frontmen that just happen to be good at playing the drums. It's like no, nah, they're like they're the full package. They're legit drummers, but they are amazing yeah. lead singers and stuff like that. You know, I I started thinking about that with um that dude Josh Dion that does the one-handed keyboard thing and then plays. Oh yeah. Insane. From Paris monster, Paris monster. Yeah. Yeah. He's dope too, man. He's not, it's not the same thing, but he's, he's got a great voice, man. Great. Yeah. Great I voice, saw them at the, uh, I saw them at the music box. They were on tour with Corey Wong. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it was, it was really good, dude. Like it's sick when you hear him on, on a big PA when that like synth bass really bumps, you know what I mean? Oh and, like, yeah. And I like the way he sings, you know, it's like really soulful, you know? Like, yeah. And he, he's know, a really sick drummer, dude. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, he's, uh, I, I remember I tried to show that to, I tried to show him like when he, when Paris monster was like really popping off and it was like, people were like freaking that one video went viral of him, mm -hmm. um, singing that one song. I showed it to like some like smooth jazz kind of musicians that were like in the mix of like this, this, like, you know, like the LDB, the schmucky metals band thing that anyways, I showed, I was like, yeah, dude, like check this out. And then like one of these dudes was like, it's, I'm trying to say this nicely cause I don't want to drop names, but like he was totally making fun of it. He's like, that's easy, man. We could play that tonight. He ain't even playing nothing hard. I'm like, 
Well, he and this dude was a keyboard player. <laughs> so he's like, he's only playing two notes, man. That's, that's not even hard, man. I'm like, okay, never mind. I'll just press pause and put my headphones on and watch this myself. <laughs> some, some, know, that's what I like, though. Some of these guys that just don't me- get it. That's what music is about. It's about playing hard stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> Die. Yeah. Wait. I, <laughs> I mean, I get it though, dude. There, there are like a lot of musicians in life who have gotten to the point since um, they've gotten more into like a, a a professional career where they like think about learning as an efficiency thing. Like, yeah. oh yeah, I gotta learn all these tunes really quick because I got this gig coming up, you know. And they've like just completely lost the side of like. Maybe if you take into consideration the, the subtlety of what's going on there, like of getting it to sound that way, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's why you hear a lot of like, like tribute or cover bands and you listen, you're like, yeah, you just sound like a cover band because like you haven't really like gotten into like how to make it sound like funkier or, or something yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Like, but, but I get it though, because in their minds, it's like efficiency. They're just trying to learn a bunch of tunes and then do the sound like a wedding band or something you right know, like. i have to be careful with that because i i get into i kind of get into that mindset like i'm i don't i don't i'm not one of the young guys that's up and coming anymore you know and so i kind of get into the traditional like being a traditionalist i guess for music like come on man like instead of letting things progress and letting people be creative and I, I started, I started talking a lot to Channing Holmes. Um, Channing's been on the show and like Channing's a dope dude, man. And, um, and then thinking about some of the other guys that have come on, like, um, uh, uh, like J rod, um, from the four corners, um, uh, Jonathan Barber is another dude. I don't know if you know who Jonathan Barber is, but I did. I found out about him from the podcast and yeah, I love him. Dude, He's it's playing so great. Yeah, I love how so he uses great. like a bass drum with his hand, like in a jazz setup. It's yeah. so cool, dude. And then yeah, like twenty dude. inch hi hats. And there's another guy that's called. Um, his name is Al Wall, I think. Al, oh man, I'm messing up here. Let me find it. And he's another dude that's like, um, you know, like okay. So what I'm getting at is Channing is uh, Channing is like a an artist, right? Um. Here, I'm gonna find what I'm looking for first before I Oh yeah. Alwyn. Alwyn Rob is his um his thing, his Instagram. A L W Y N R O B. Alwyn Rob. This dude is like another creator, you know? He's an artist. And I started thinking about like Channing, you know, Channing is very he's very unapologetically him and he's very um artistic he's a true artist he's the designer he's an entrepreneur um and um but he doesn't try to fit in anybody's mold he just does him you know and and i i try to consider myself to be one of those types of people <laughs> too um i'm a lot less like that than a lot of these guys but he's kind of helped me to think about things in a different way that like dude like what, what, like what type of musician are you? What are you trying to be? Like, are you trying to be a guy that just does, does what everybody else wants you to do? Cause that's basically like a cover band guy. If that's what you are and you're happy doing that, then there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're trying to be an artist, then you, you, I can't personally be like hating on dudes that are letting like, like expanding the horizons of musicians and being, being artistic and doing things a little different. Like, I feel like, 
a lot like I don't think a lot of people hate on JD Beck. I think a lot of people love JD Beck. I think a lot of people respect what he does, but I think a lot of the old school guys don't get it. And so I feel like JD Beck, even though he's a really young cat and he he does a lot of the same stuff, it's very innovative and it's very different and unique and like it's the new thing. Now everybody's copying that. You know, and like uh it, it it's like it's the same thing that happened with Chris Dave, you know. And so when I when when I was a kid, Chris Dave was taking this new way of drumming, this new concept, and it was like I've never heard anything like that. And then everybody copied it, and everybody's still copying it. And so that's kind of how music progresses, you know. Um, and I think that I guess this is like this leads me to my other like subject of like that the whole the whole Greg Hutchins thing. I I don't follow Greg. I don't follow him, but I I I just started like getting hip to like I guess that's what he does on his Instagram. Um, but I don't know if you guys have seen it that are listening, but like, dude, he, he was going in on 80, 20 drummer, like going in on this dude. Um, well, he wasn't going actually, in. No. Yeah. It was like yeah. the concept that, that he like brought to the table and he was just like not hearing it. Right. So he wasn't, he did have respect for the 80, 20 drummer, but he was not giving, he it was, it was pretty like, it wasn't condescending, but it was pretty patronizing. Like, cause the, the, the 80, 20 drummer is a pretty like. I, I don't, I mean, he's accomplished more than a lot of dudes that are trying to do what he's doing. You know what I mean? He's a YouTuber. He's a, he's a great drummer. He's, um, you know, but I understand his concept, his idea of what he's trying to do. But like the old school guys again are like, I don't know that guy. I've never heard of him. So therefore he's irrelevant. Well, it's not, it's not really true anymore, you know? And that's what I felt like he was doing. Like no disrespect on that dude. You know, I don't know who he is, but I'm like, bro, like, why are you trying to min? I hate when people do that to me. Why are you trying to minimize what I do just because you never heard of me? You know, and so, but when I first heard that, I was like agreeing with Greg Hutch, like Hutchins. I, I, I was like, this is what I've been saying. And he made a lot of valid points. He basically, for you guys who don't know, uh, you know, this is the, like he, okay, 8020 drummer came out with this thing, a video. And, and as a, video content creator and a, and a YouTuber myself, you know, I know the struggle of like, whoops, <laughs> of no, my microphone just went limp. <laughs> it, makes it, it makes it better because the way it looks right now too. <laughs> okay. So he came out with this video that said flurries, the new concept in, or the new something, the hot new thing in jazz flurries. And then, of course, you know, Hutch is like a phenomenal world, world renowned jazz drummer. And, and so he took offense to that and was very outspoken about it. Um, and so I was, but then he was like, some of the stuff that he was saying, he was going, you know, maybe you guys, instead of, talking about copying each other and learning what flurries are just because this dude says it. Maybe you start learning like actual vocabulary. Maybe you start learning a thing or two about jazz drumming instead of watching a YouTube video on flurries, which has nothing to do with jazz. That's what I got what he was saying. And I was like the idea of copying each other, the idea of all of that stuff. I was like, this dude is saying what I've been saying into the microphone on this podcast for years. And then he said, and all you 
you drum companies out there, you're to blame for this because this is what you're after. You're after these guys that are copying each other and, and you, you make it so that everybody out there that's a creator or a drummer thinks that's what they need to do to be accepted. Yeah, I think with Hutch, uh, the biggest thing that that bothered him was like the the video was titled like "Flurries," the newest trend in jazz, mm. and like that's just the thing, dude. Hutch, that that's what that's made him mad. It's like, dude, like jazz is not a trending thing. You know what I mean? Like, what, he's like to hear that it just kind of it's so off putting. Where it's like, you know, jazz comes from like a, a long lineage of tradition. You know, not yeah. trends. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, but the thing is, okay, so I still agree. I agree with like probably 70% of what Greg Hutch was saying, Hutchins said. Like, I was like, yeah, I, I'm with you, dude. Like, you know, it, he's right. But then the more I started thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, but the thing is, you're still like thinking like an old school, you know, you're, you're still having the young blood attitude. Like, young blood, let me teach you a thing or two. You know, mm-hmm. threatening people and being like, don't make me come back to New York and show you guys how to play. You know, it's like, come on, dude. Like this isn't, this isn't what I'm, this isn't what I don't know, man. I don't want to, you made me like that video stressed me out and made me feel like I don't, I, this is not my community that I am a part of. Like I, I can't, I'm not on the level of those guys. So I guess I can't play. I guess I'm, you know, it's like, I don't want to feel like that. Or I started thinking about like, if I put, you know, I put my poured my heart into a video and the amount of work that went into it. And then this dude like blows me out, you know? And like, that's not, that's not fair, man. That's like, that's and and like, who cares what you think? Uh, <laughs> to be honest, if you, you know, uh, from the, from the 80, 20 drummers point of view, you know, he has a pretty wide, uh, audience. He has a pretty big audience, right? He's, he's popular on YouTube. With that comes like uh, responsibility, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like you you don't want to do videos with like clickbaity, uh, like stuff like that. You know, if it's right. like if you're, just, I mean, he's, he claims to be a jazz drummer, you know what I mean? So like, be careful how into that like social media and YouTube world you get, you know what I mean? Like, right. Uh, that'd be like you know like if I made a video like trying to be like uh, top five uh, jazz licks, you know, to you know. The, to keep the gig or to, you know, or that'll get you fired. You know, that's like super clickbaity stuff. And that's, you know, as a for you know, for traditionalists that especially with jazz that, you know, that they hate that, you know? Like, yeah. But then, then why are you even on the internet? If you're some traditionalist jazz guy, why are you watching YouTube videos? They didn't watch yeah, YouTube I mean, in the day, you know, I'm just playing devil's advocate. No, I know but, what you mean. <laughs> to be honest, have you guys ever watched an A20 video, like video, and I feel like that guy is like, like trying so hard to be so jazz school and so New York that he'll say stuff sometimes. And I'm like, I, I listened to it. I heard words, but I was like, what, <laughs> <laughs> what did he just say? Like, I've been pretty vocal about this. About? I've been pretty vocal about this. So first of all, I'm, I'm a fan of that dude. Like I've subscribed. I'm, I like what he does. I think a lot of times his, his concepts are cool. I think they're, they're, they're cool ideas. He has a thing on jazz coming from like a lot of people teach that jazz is starts from the top and goes to the bottom. Like it starts with your ride symbol, you know, and he's teaching the opposite. It starts with your, the bottom and goes to the top, you know, like, and so he uses some hip hop tunes like that. He starts using as a concept. I thought it was great. I thought it was really cool. 
Um, but uh, I've been pretty vocal on like the style. Like I'm not trying to critique this guy, especially from, you know, a teacher's perspective because I'm, I didn't go to the schools that he went to and I don't have the credentials that he has, but, and he's much more successful than I am on YouTube. So that's, that's yeah. Anyways, but I have had that feeling of like, I don't know what this dude is talking about. Like this is all <laughs> over the place, you know? It's like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's like that guy jargon. Like it's not, but it's not like musical jargon. It's like, it's like, um, hip, like I'm hip jargon, you know, like, mm -hmm. like I'm hip jazz cat jargon, like slang where I'm like, what are you referencing? What are you talking about? And I'm just like, wow. But then I'm also like, dude, I'm just not in the know. I don't know. <laughs> well, I think there's very few guys though that are teaching what he's teaching. You know, he's, he's really up on like the, like, the hot the relevant hot drummers that are happening now like he'll do like lessons on justin brown and jd beck and he references different dudes that the old school guys like 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 i subscribed to peter erskine's five jazz lesson thing and i got through the first one and i'm i want to get to the other ones but i'm just like yeah it's what i thought it's just very old school and it's very it's very great great information and you're learning from one of the most world renowned drummers, but it's not like it's, it's taking what people that are on YouTube looking for videos. That's what they're watching. They're watching JD Beck at the Zildjian day live thing or the Zildjian live thing. They're watching, you know, those guys. And then he's like, yeah, here's a lick that JD Beck does, you know, and I don't, I, I, Hutch is like so big on, on taking lessons with him and all that stuff, but I don't see him doing that. And, and from the look of his videos, uh, I don't think he like, you know, from the 80, 20s videos, isn't that great either. I mean, it, it's looks like it's very minimal, like equipment wise, there's no aesthetics going on, but it's still, a lot more the production value is a lot better than what Greg Hutch puts out ranting and yelling at people on your Instagram, making people feel inferior. I think the 80, 20 drummer like cracks jokes that he thinks that like uh good drummers would get kind of like an inside joke. Like he'll make like a joke that he thinks maybe Nate Wood would, you know, would think would be funny. And he's like, ha ha ha. And then like, I watch it. I'm like, <laughs> what? What does that mean? Like, yeah, yeah. He makes me feel like I'm not smart enough to watch his videos sometimes. I'm a a like, lot of times on those videos too, I'm like, dude, like I'm a working drummer. I'm a teacher. And this is just going way over my head. Like, I don't even know what you're even like. There's teachers that are deep. Like, like, um, uh, um, Ari Honig is like one of the deepest teachers out there right now. That's just so like on, uh, on per every permutation of every different thing. And, but conceptually I understand it. Mm -hmm. I can't ex execute it. But a lot of times with 80, 20, I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. This is too, this is too philosophical to me, you know, <laughs> which I is, just, I like I that too, though. I don't get his jokes sometimes. It's like, yeah, I just don't understand them. And I'm like, oh, but then sometimes I do. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. It's funny. Yeah. Dude, um, the dude that, in my opinion, that is absolutely 100% killing the game is that dude, Brandon. Um, oh, Brandon, Brandon Scott? Brandon Scott is killing it. He's, he's, he's raising Diego. the, is he really? Yeah. I saw him at coin op one time and I was like, <laughs> I, I'm not going to go talk to him, but 
I want to I want to have him on the the show, but like he's um he's raised the bar so high for like content creators, especially drum teachers, that it's 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 like unreachable. You have to hire a crew to get better than that. He got good at editing. That's what like, I mean. That's, that's yeah. His editing is great. Like it's insane. That that video lesson that he did with um you know like uh, notation, I was just like, just shut the laptop. It's done. Why even try? <laughs> did you see? Did you see the video where he made a a practice pad out of like cornstarch? No. What? It's, Really cool, dude. So like, it's like if you were like, so corn starts when you mix it with water, right? Like mm -hmm. if you, if you just like push it with your finger, small surface area, it's like gooey and gross, right? Oh. But if it's like major surface area, it's reboundy. So it's like crazy. Take it and it's all like gooey, like jello, but then he plays on it and it's like, like what? Yeah, dude. It's really, he does. It's like some, some silly, like Bill Nye type stuff, but like it's really fluid. Yeah. Yeah, that I mean, dude's that guy. That guy still plays with like one of like uh, like a schmucky metal bit. He's in Liquid Blue, right? Or he plays? Oh, with is him. he really? Yeah, yeah, he plays with Cubby all the time. No way. Yeah, but he's like, I think he lives in South Africa because he got married to a South <laughs> African girl. Yeah. Uh, this dude. Okay, I did not know he was like legit from San Diego. I thought he was just like. That's crazy. Look. Totally. You should reach out to him, dude. Like, yeah, like he's definitely like San Diego. San Diego's coming up, dude. That other, that other dude. Um, uh, oh, now I forgot. Um, who's the guy that plays in covet forest forest. Yeah, dude. We got some heavies out here, man. With yeah, the disappearance, dude, with the disappearance of fig, we got some other dudes that are coming up, you know? Yeah. I think, uh, he's, uh, he's in the running in the modern drummer poll. Really? <laughs> Like best up and coming, yeah. Dang, dude, yeah. that dude's intimidatingly good for me. <laughs> he's like so nice, dude. He's such such a sweetheart. Like he's so nice. Man, he's so great at drums, man. He's like he's like fig level. I saw him at one of my yeah. gigs once. <laughs> oh my playing, god! I was like playing at um in Carlsbad, and he was just just like hanging out, and I was like, oh great. <laughs> but but he was super. Uh, he like. At one point, he, he came by and gave me like a, a smile and a nod. I was like, "Yes, oh man, <laughs> yeah, dude, he's so nice, dude. Like he's so nice." I wish he could get like do more with Drum Brigade, man. I I invited him to shed one time and he was totally cool, like because he would always post videos of him shedding on the beach in in Carlsbad. And I was always like, "Hey, man, we have like a shed, like kind of almost weekly, a couple times a month in Oceanside. If you ever want to roll through." And he's like, "I'm out of town right now, but I definitely want to roll through, you know." And like, so. Um, uh, he's close. He and Madden are close. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, they're both. I'm surprised though. Like, you know, we have like a pretty tight drum community out here, and I'm surprised that like Brandon and Forrest haven't been like included. There's another dude, Chad Lee, that's out here. That's cool. Um, you know, Chad. Chad used to work at um at School of Rock, and um, there's a there's a couple. There's a metal dude. I can't remember his name. That's also a really fantastic drummer. And like Mike Stone is cool. There's a bunch of dudes out here that like we have a cool, like a solid drum community here in San Diego that like of some really, really talented drummers, man. Dude, there's like there's some like deeper guys like that guy. Brian Evans is out here. Do you know I don't him? know him. No, dude. So like he, uh, uh, he you would love him. He uh, he 
I, I found out about him because uh, he subbed in Chon. You know that band Chon? Oh yeah. So and also the all the Chon guys are from San Diego, rather right? from Oceanside. Yeah, right? that drummer's good too. Yeah, yeah. So, but like, so Brian Evans was like Nathan Camarero, the drummer from Chon. I think it was like his teacher when he was younger. He's oh, like yeah. this sh- shredder, shredder, shredder. Like, like all of his <laughs> stuff on Instagram is like straight shedding. But like, he's a shredder. But I, what I love about him is he's like. He's like anti-endorsement. He just like, oh, it's dope. He's, like, he's like, I play whatever I want and I sound the way I do because of my hands. And I'm just like, well, that's crazy. Yeah. And like, he's just, he's like purely a hundred percent without a doubt. Everything is just straight. He loves drums and plays drums. That's all it is. Dope. Um, and it's, yeah. And dude, like you watch his Instagram. I mean, they're always just like iPhone recordings, but dude, he's just like shredding. Oh, so, man. There's videos on YouTube where he did a, um, a actual gospel chops video with him. And you know, that guy breed X. No. Oh, dude, oh breed yeah. X. I think so. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. He's insane. So the two of them go head to head and it's just like, it's, <laughs> it's like, oh, it's almost too much at a certain point. You're just like, they're playing so fast. It's like them. And then the other guy, Andy Prador is in there. I don't know. Oh dude. Yeah. Another LA shredder, dude. Like, um, and then, um, I think, um, I forgot the other guy's name. He has dreads, but he did like a guitar center. Oh, Fred Boswell, who's oh, yeah, amazing. Boswell. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like that, that guy, Brian, I think is somewhere here in San Diego too. There's like that community too, you know, like the, it's insane. There's drummers oh. everywhere, dude. I know that's, it's weird that the, these dudes aren't like more like vocal, like, you know, like, I don't they know. Don't they just want to play drums, dude. I know it's, it's true. Yeah. I guess not, not everybody's like, like I'm, I'm so big on like building the community, you know? And like, but, um, you know, we have our tight little group and it's like, dude, this could be so much bigger and better. And like with doper dude, once we're able to shed and stuff though, like I'm totally happy, like hosting sheds here. Last time we hosted a shed though, it was like, it was like a, a, a couple local guys and me and like, Oh, you came for a little while. It wasn't a great shed though. It was like, it was just super, I remember it was super loud and it was like, I was really in my own head and like, yeah, it was just, yeah, it would be better now though. Once we're I mean, able to, it'll be so we'll, dope. We'll find it. You know, like, uh, that's the thing about like drummers, like we'll all find our way to each other at some point, you know? Yeah. And like, like I said, like, um, th- like people like Brian are just like, you know, they just want to play drums and that's all they care about. And that's cool. You know what I mean? Then, so I would only want to like cross paths with those people, like when it was appropriate for them, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they, Otherwise, they'd be like, oh, "I don't want to be here." <laughs> <laughs> do you do you have quiet symbols? Uh, I do not. I no, no. no. Um, what for? Like practicing? Yeah, I have two sets, but I was gonna say we should do a park or like a um, I don't know, pull up somewhere. There's a couple spots here in Oceanside that I'm like, dude, I should see if like Kevin or Phil or anybody like wants to roll up here and and um like just like at, at the end of a cul-de-sac, like where the, uh, the, the airport is in Oceanside. Like I want to, there's a skate park over there. And like, I was like, I would love to do an outdoor shed, like just back our cars up, pull up here, outdoors shed. So I'm down. I don't have, I don't have uh the, the soft symbols. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's crazy for me because like, actually I just, uh, I gave Harley some drums and then we went and bought, like um hardware and silent symbols from him. and those silent symbols are not cheap dude i know they're, they're so, so they're pretty expensive. worth it though i have them on both the kits here right now and it's like you can play during the day 
Well, anyways, we should do an outdoor shed like somewhere like at a park or something. And just like, we could either just do it full on drums. I'm down to do that. Or like, yeah, I'm down. I, I don't have the soft symbols, but I do have, do you guys know what the FRXs are? Mm-hmm. The, uh, like they're kind Sabian's of like medium, They've got they're a like bunch of holes in them. Symbols. Right. Oh yeah. 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 Dude. They're so amazing. The crashes are so amazing for recording. Cause like, they sound like awesome, great cymbals. They're just lower in volume, so they're not oh, cool. abrasive and bright, dude. They're just so sick for recording. They, I, I fell in love with them because they sound good when you hit them with no bass drum, you know? You oh, know when yeah. you just like, hit a cymbal with nothing backing it up? I, I just That's love cool. that sound now. Yeah, like the 17-inch crack. I have a 17 and a 19, and they just beautiful. That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, those, what a great idea um, for a company to come out with. come out with. I wish I had something like that, but um, yeah, I for like some of the restaurant gigs and stuff. T symbols has some has something like that too. Now I was thinking about getting some. That's dude, cool. try the crashes, dude, for recording. It's it's great that way. Like you can bring your overheads up so you can get more ride, and it's not just like crashes like crazy. Yeah. You know. The um yesterday I was in San Clemente, like just hanging out, and um there was just like these like a a band of like kids. They looked like they were like eighteen or seventeen they were playing rockabilly or like old, like fifties kind of stuff. But the drummer had like a stand up little like makeshift kit that he built is like snare. Like he's using a crash as a ride. And he had, it looked like he had, um, it looked, it looked sm- bigger. It was probably a 13 inch kick drum. Oh, and cool. it was like, it was, t- it was a, t- maybe it was different. Maybe it was like a 14, but it was teeny. And it was like, it looked like just a regular kick drum. It was just small. It had wood hoops. It had like the kick drum, like the the logo um, on the front, and like spurs and everything. And it was it was just small. And he like busted it out and set it on the floor. And I was like, "What the heck?" That's rad. And then and then he had it tuned like a kick drum too. It like sounded like there's like a pillow in there or something. Like you know, and like it was and it wasn't like longer. It was just like a miniature. It looked like a. a a kick drum that you just shrink down and then he was standing up and playing and it was like so dope. I wanted to play it so bad. That's, That's cool. cool. <laughs> I, I, like I mean, small drums. I know I, I had that, that, um, uh, whatever that Brazilian company is, that was like a 14 inch kick drum. But for some reason, this one looks smaller than that. It looked like it was like a 12 or something. Mm-hmm. It's teeny. Really cool, man. It was really stinking cool. Cause it like next to his snare, the kick drum looks substantially smaller. Mm. I wonder what that was. Yeah. I, I, but it, whatever it is, I want it. <laughs> we, we went on a bike ride the other night and literally these two kids, uh, and like, a, and they had a bunch of like girls with them. Like they were like little, literally like 16 year old kids. They like drove their amp and guitar and drum set into, you know, where the Oregon pavilion is at the park at Balboa park. Yeah. They like literally just set up on that stage and then ran a DC out of their car. They drove their car up there and then just started <laughs> rocking out. No like, way. What? At like 11 o'clock at night, dude. Yeah. And like a bunch of people just kept ro- ro- rolling up and sitting down and watching. And they were just playing like, you know, crappy duo t- tunes, but they were just like shredding. They're just like, give us money. <laughs> <laughs> they dude, were ro- they they- ro- they, like, they literally played for like an hour and a half out there. No one, no came. one shut it down. No one shut it down. This is what this is what I'm telling my wife. It must be me. Like as soon as I would put like a snare stand out there, security would roll up and be like, you can't be here, sir. You know? 
I'm like, there's this dude that's like on the on ramp to our our street. I mean, on on ramp to the freeway off of our exit. There's a dude that has like a full campsite set up, like on the on ramp of the freeway, like full yeah, yeah. on, like a six person tent and like tarps and stuff. And dude, he's been there for weeks. And yesterday, my wife is like, I don't know how this guy's getting away with this. And I'm just like, if it was me, the first time I put like one stake in the ground, it's like, you got to get out of here. I'm like, I set up a practice pad on the beach. They can't wait to tell me I can't be there, you know? And then meanwhile, there's a guy camping on the freeway and it's no problem. And like these kids, like it was the same thing. These kids were set up and they were, I, 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 they must've been there from the city or something. Cause they were like in the little square, but it's, it was funny, man. I was saying that so many people, they were really, really quiet. And, um, but there was immediately just them breaking out their guitar and their bass and like they had an upright bass and stuff. Just them busting that stuff out was already forming a crowd. Like people were just like, Oh, music. What? Oh my gosh. You know? And, um, you know, they, they were, it was cool. It wasn't like, they weren't like super, like incredibly dope. It was like, it was definitely cool. And I was just like, people are just so starved for music that everybody was just stopping and watching. Like everybody was like coming over and watching. It was pretty dope. Do you want to know something crazy that I was talking about with some friends? So after, like if we think so post pandemic, right? So the pandemic's done so much crazy stuff. One of the crazy things it's done is it's driven people to live in places like they've left Exodus, right? And they've gone to live in places that have been cheaper or better for them. When we're able to go back out on tour again, we're going to have a markets in places that like we've never thought about before. Like, dude, there's like Boise, Idaho right now is apparently cracking right down. Really? So like now, like, you know, in the future, we'll go on the road and like, yo, all of a sudden you're playing like a thousand seater in Boise, Idaho. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Like, like Texas is going to be a crazy place to tour now. Uh, yeah. People from California have moved. You know what I mean? Like, that's true. So your your A markets are going to be different now. You know what I mean? It's not going to be San Francisco, LA. Yeah. You know, like you you're now like probably Utah. You're like, oh, Utah, Wyoming. Whoa, crazy. <laughs> yeah, man. I haven't even really thought that far. Like, I'm I man, I'm I'm uh I'm thinking about I I'm just I'm still trying to focus on what I like doing what I'm doing now as my job. And then really trying to focus on not having to play gigs that I don't want to play. And so I want to do flyouts and tours and stuff like that. The problem is if it's like, boom, everything's opened up, all of your gigs are back. I'm probably going to be taking all of my gigs. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, so I'm like, it's hard to say that at least in the beginning, but I'm really like, I've, I've already gotten into a position to where like a couple of my gigs I can clip. Like if I get offered any, like, um, casino gigs like i just don't really want to do those gigs i don't feel like i i don't feel like i'm doing the best me so i'm gonna be like out the only one i really want to keep is a restaurant gig for a while um i think right now i'm in the position to where if i kept that gig only i would be good but like eddie v's yeah yeah it's a fun so that that could be happening soon that could be happening sooner than I think, but I, I mean, I'll have to make adjustments now because Tuesday I'm, I, I don't know. That's I'm thinking out loud. Um, you know, what's super bomb at Eddie V's. What's what? super bomb. Their bread. 
Oh yeah, <laughs> they give you bread. The bread like, and butter is so good. So good, dude. It's They'll so give amazing. you bread like why? Like we at the one in La Jolla, they got tired of us um, asking for bread, so they're they're just like, just go get it. So Mar- Marcel would always just go in the back and like cut the bread and get the butter and put the like seasoning on it and then be like, here, you guys want more bread? Like, <laughs> dude, when it's hot, dude, it's oh, insane. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Mekon showed me that. And I was like, why is this bread so delicious? I would always get, um, this sounds funny to most people, but when I was like really living and I wanted to eat, like eat something, but I was like, I didn't want to go get some, I don't know, go down the street or something. I would just get a side of Brussels sprouts. And I would get them like extra crispy and bread and soda water. Oh, that was my Eddie V's meal, like almost like all, all the time. So good. good. But dude, the Brussels sprouts were like $13 or like $11 just for a side of Brussels, dude. <laughs> yeah, that gig doesn't really hook up the food anymore. They used to give you 50% off when we, like, I used to play there back in the day. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we don't do that anymore. And I'm like, yeah, let's have some bread, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They even, some of the servers are like, oh, I'm sorry. We just, we don't do it anymore. You know, there's, there's like, we were so regular there though that like there's times where, they would comp stuff all the time for us. Like they would just be like, Hey, like my wife would go in and they would just be like, Oh, like, um, one of the bartenders there, um, would always, my wife would always get like one martini and then just because they're expensive, you know? And I was like, don't waste all my tip money on your stinking martinis, you know? And like, you got to drive, you know? So, but anyways, um, Lisa, the bartender would always, at the end of the night, I would go with my tip money and be like, Hey, my wife, I just wanted to get my wife's drink. And she's like, don't worry about it. Like every time, don't worry about it. It's on me. You know, it's like, dude, that's so cool. Like, you know, so there, I miss that gig, man. That gig was really cool. The staff at those, the Eddie V's are just, they were so nice, man. So great. I wonder if any of them are are still there. So you miss people touching your symbols. No, I don't miss that. No, I don't miss that. (laughs) I subbed that gig for you. And like the first time I did it and this lady came up and touched my symbols, I was like, Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't Dude. care. I like oxidation. I think it. I think it makes your symbols sound better. I'm a. I'm a jazz jazz guy. So yeah, like, I like that too. I don't clean my symbols at all ever. But like I. But I. It's the principle. They're not your symbols. Don't touch them. You know. But it, but then again, like if you came up and you're like, hey, what symbol is this? And you grabbed it and touched it, I wouldn't be like. Dude, like I would just, you're a drummer. So you, you have, you, you know, the respect, you know, the etiquette you're, it's fine. The musicians that come up and like hit my symbol or whatever. I'm like, yeah, it's no big deal. It's just Karen that walks by and is like, oh my gosh, what kind of music are you playing? You know, beat it. <laughs> okay. Okay. How mad would you be? Cause this is like, this is the kind of thing that happens to me. I have this stupid symbol bag on or a stupid snare bag on my back and I'm a huge turtle. Right. And I don't know how big I am. How mad would you be at me? I was like, okay, I'm see, I'll, I'll see you later. I'm saying bye to you. And I turn around to leave. <laughs> my symbol bag knocks over your ride. Someone is bam. Totally not, not, not mad at all. I would be yeah, dying because laughing. Like it happens, and I feel bad. And sometimes, you know what I mean. But like, <laughs> that's me. I'm the guy who knocks over everyone's stuff. Like getting off stage. Like try to take my jumpsuit off, and I like knock the headliner symbol over or something. I was like, "Yeah, I'm not, I'm not mad at that at all. I think that's funny. Like, if it cracked it, I would be like, bro, it's cracked. You know, I can try to get a deal, but like, you gotta, you gotta do something about that. But like, I'd be like, sorry. Yeah, no, I get mad at dumb principal stuff. Like, I'm wearing the turtle shell backpack, and then somebody comes in and be and is like, "Oh, are you one of the musicians?" And you're like. 
No, I'm sitting behind the drums, putting my cymbals on this the drum set, like, and you're you're trying to figure out if I'm the get. I'm, no, I'm a plumber. Like, what do you think I'm doing here? Well, what time do you guys start? Or the like, what kind of music do you guys play? Like that kind of stuff. Are you guys gonna play any like Credence tonight? Like, no, probably not. Whenever no. people ask you what kind of music we play, I always just say loud. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Did you know when you're traveling and you're carrying your civil bag, I always tell everyone I'm with, I'm like, yo, if it goes down and, and shots start getting fired, everyone get behind me. And we'll just <laughs> huddle behind my civil bag, dude. Oh, boy. I'm getting a call in. Um, uh, I, uh, yeah, it's, it's those kind of things that get me on the soapbox where people are just so blatantly stupid that I'm like, don't, don't ask a dumb question. Oh, are you guys going to play music tonight? Like, yes. That's why I roll in with my AirPods in and I'm just like, oh, sorry. What's that? Like, oh, sorry. No, I'm on a call, you know, like whatever. So, um, all right, guys. So anyways, this is, uh, this is episode 105. This has been a good chat. We've just been hanging out. This is what the Drum Brigade podcast is, though. It's just three drummers hanging out, you know, talking yeah, about Monday what's morning. hot. Monday, yeah, exactly. So, um, but anyways, this was supposed to be a short show, and um, we got we got things to do. I got calls coming in. I got people coming in the studio. So, um, dude, but anyways, thank you, Kevin, for coming on, hanging out with us today, and um, giving us the word on the street what's hot right now. Yeah, Funky Phil, anytime. thank you. Thank you for coming on and just being you and just, pff, just, yes, and just this handsome as ever too. Just looking like a Ken doll. Just, just perfect. <laughs> um, and thank you to me. Thank you to me. You know, just, hey. <laughs> just you know, being just just hitting it out of the park. You know, um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for uh, for being a part of the Drum Brigade, and we appreciate you. Um, again, if you guys want any information on Drum Brigade, just go to the, the website, drumbrigade.com. Check out the merch store, represent acceptance and belonging and uh, all that stuff. All right, guys. So, um, yeah, we'll see you guys uh, next week for episode 106. And um, I hope everybody out there has a wonderful week. Thank you again for listening to the Drum Brigade podcast. Thanks for listening to the Drum Brigade podcast. This podcast was recorded in the Beat Locker at Pimp City in Oceanside, California. This podcast was produced by Funky Phil Pardell, and all drops and original music are by Corey Kingston. The Drum Brigade theme song is I Don't Like Your Music by The Busters. For more episodes, please visit drumbrigade.com and hit up our archives to hear some great interviews with Thomas Lang, Daniel Glass, Stan Bicknell, Tosh the Drummer, Kurt Buscara, Mike Dawson, and many, many more. For all other things, or to get in touch, please visit drumbrigade.com. Oh yeah, one more thing. Like and subscribe. Yeah.